is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, top of the publishing day to all of you. And I am so excited because... In less than a month, we are going to be at the Author You Extravaganza in the fabulous, fabulous Rocky Mountains in Breckenridge, Colorado. And with me today, as we've had throughout the summer, are, is, is one of my very favorite speakers. She's been a regular on the Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing show. And it's Joan Stewart. And that what Joan and I are going to be talking about is a session that she and I are going to collectively do together, what we call our uh, early morning sunrise session. It's, a, it's for early birds. And we're going to talk about pitching. Literally, how do you pitch yourself? Because one of the things that, that is a bugaboo for both of us is that Joan Stewart, known to many of you as the one and only publicity hound, we really go over is that how ineffective most authors are when they pitch themselves, whether it's to an agent, whether it's to a potential buyer, whether it's just to a general group, this is what I do. So we want to go over some tips today to really propel you because, you know, we're in the middle of summer. You should be selling books like crazy to areas. Are you doing it as well as you can? So welcome back to Author You, Joan. Hey, Judith. Hi, publicity hounds everywhere. Great to be with you again. Did I sum it up kind of, Joan, with what we see all the time? Absolutely. You sure did. And, uh, yeah, they should be out there right now because I read somewhere, and I can't remember where I read this, but the major publishers sort of take a break, don't they, during the summertime? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do their holidays and they do their different stuff. And they also start roaming around at some of the different conferences that are out there. I mean, there are a lot of writing conferences that are going on during the summer months. They're looking for new people. They're looking for exactly. new authors. Yeah. So that's so Judith, I'm, I'm hearing an I'm hearing an echo. Now I'm I, not, I, okay. okay. I'm not hearing it anymore. All right. So what are some of the bugaboos that you see? What are the, some of the common faults that you see? We, you know, we both heard them. Um, oh, God, I don't even know where to start. Um, the biggest one is thinking that people will come to you to buy your book, that they're going to hear about you someplace out there, and they are automatically going to show up on your doorstep. So that pitching really isn't all that important. That's the biggest one. And, Judith, I think one of the reasons for that, and you, I know you've seen this, so many authors are introverts. And they don't feel comfortable promoting myself or putting myself out there. And you have got 
to feel comfortable doing it. And the best way to feel comfortable doing it is to follow the advice that we're going to give you during this next hour and then to come to the extravaganza in August to watch the session that Judith and I do together. That's mistake number one. Mistake number two is people seem to think that the best pitch is to buy my book. Mm-hmm. Buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. That's not a pitch. That's a blat- That's blatant self-promotion. It's a free commercial, and it's obnoxious. Um, the third mistake that I see is that people, and this is a big one, authors try to deliver the same one-size-fits-all pitch to everybody without customizing the pitch depending on the target market that they're going after, whether it's a pitch to reviewers, whether it's a pitch to the person who has just finished reading their book, whether it's a pitch to librarians, whether it's a pitch to bookstores, bloggers, podcasters, etc. Your pitch needs to be different depending on whom you're pitching. Yep, and, and all that. And, and you know, Joan, that the surprising thing of that is it's not that hard to customize it. it it's, it's really not. Uh, exactly. to, yep. You know, the, when you have the Google or whatever search engine you use, you can find out very quickly about groups, about individuals, about hiccups they're experiencing, um, that you can really get it in and do some quick fine tuning and make it look like you really know who you're talking to. Exactly. Yeah. Yet they, exactly. Yet they don't do it. Yet they don't do it. And I'm going to give you a great tip because I don't want to forget to share this. There is a wonderful Chrome extension that will help you find journalists' email addresses, not only email addresses for journalists, but email addresses for anybody. If you know their website, it will help you find their email address. And it's called the Hunter, H-U-N-T-E-R, extension for Chrome. And it's free. And you just go to the App Store and download the Hunter extension, and then just when you, you open it up, it'll become really self. It'll become very obvious to you how to use this. You just plug in the website or plug in the name of the person who you're after, who you're going after, and um, it'll deliver for you the website if you know their website address. So that's a great little tool that we can use in addition to Google. So this is just an app on your your mobile. Is that correct? You can. I have it on my desktop. As I oh. have it on my desktop, right on Chrome. Wherever you use Chrome, All you right. can use. It's a Chrome extension. Perfect. And it appears to the right hand side of the Chrome, uh, the the uh, the website uh, URL bar up at the top. It appears to the right of that, and it looks like a little orange, like the head of an animal, almost like the head of a of a fox. It's a little orange head with a little white eye. It's called Hunter. Right. I think that's an excellent idea. So all you need is a website. And if you're not sure of the website, well, I guess you just Google, start playing around with names until you find the website, and then you go over here to the Hunter, and you take care of it that way. But Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, it's, this is really easy peasy. So I, I guess what Joan and I are both saying to all of you, there's no excuses. There really aren't any excuses why you can't do this. And and I get it. Um, you just want to write. Uh, how many times have we heard that, Joan? 
I just want to oh, run. Oh. <laughs> and I, here's what here's what you're going to hear constantly from me. Get over it. You've you've got to reach out, get out of your shell. Um, I mean, you could do so much of your marketing and pitching. Literally, if you want to stay in your bathrobe, you can do it. You know, right. You, and the thing I, that makes me crazy is authors who are constantly writing. They finish writing book one. They jump into book two. They're finished writing book two. They jump into book three and they set aside no time whatsoever to market books one, two and three. They just keep cranking out books, but they don't market them. Well, I, I even have a client who is guilty of that. She she yeah, she makes these adorable, adorable children's books. And she's got ideas up the gazoo. And that with that, saying that, is that she never gets out and markets. And she even forgot to renew her website. Oh, you know? my God. And that, and I, and so if, if look at, if any of you are in this boat, you have got to hire someone who will become your right arm and left arm for that matter. You need to get a virtual assistant in play that can keep on top of things and do some simple tasks, at least get, you know, so there's an awareness of you. Otherwise, I think you need to do a reality check. Um, and this is really, Joan, I think hard for a lot of people to really hear. If you just want to write and you have no interest in selling one word of what you write, that's fine. But call it what it is. It's a hobby. Just call exactly. it what it is. Yep. And and then, you know what? You won't waste a lot of money. You won't lose a lot of time. People like Joan and I won't harangue you to get your wonderful words out. And, and, and I mean, let's just do, be a real, do a reality check for yourself. What are, I guess, Joan, then we need, we need to really come back to the very beginning. What are your goals and objectives with whatever you write? Because if you don't address that, how can you go forward with anything else? That's a real good one. And a lot of authors, I find, uh, miss the boat on figuring out specific uh, revenue streams that they can create beyond the book because you know this judith the average book makes how much money for the author <laughs> not a lot and i'm laughing i mean my laugh is not forced no i like you know i i'd like to say i'm i'm, I'm thrilled to say that th those are not my authors but here's the truthism and if you've been following this show for a while i've said it before the average a self-published author sells 100 books, 100 books. So let's really talk about how much money you're going to make with 100 books. And we're not talking about much. We're not talking about really maybe some walking around money. Maybe you can go out to eat a few times. You're going to be kissing off a lot of money here. So really be realistic with what you're going to do. Um, because... Exactly. And I'm going to suggest I'm going to suggest a revenue stream that virtually any fiction or nonfiction author can create tomorrow, and you can do this easily by just putting a little box on the homepage of your website. And Judith, you and I both do this. It's called Rent My Brain, and you do an hourly rate. I'm not going to tell you how much to charge. We can't do that because we 
that would be violating the federal law if we tell you how much to charge. You decide how much you want to charge. And if you don't think anybody's going to rent your brain, you might be very surprised because both Judith and I rent our brains, and sometimes I'm shocked at the things that people rent my brain for that I never would have thought. <laughs> okay, so we, I'm, I'm going to hold on that. I'm dying to know what some people want to do with your brain. But with that said, we're going to take a quick break. With me is Joan Stewart, the publicity hound. We're really talking about setting yourself up for success, and you do it by knowing how to pitch. We'll be right back. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked? If you already have a book out, You'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has possessed punch and panache author you is for you if you're a hobbyist or a casual author it's not join author you today through its website at author follow author you on twitter at author you and on facebook at author you where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily author you where the author goes to become seriously successful Impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, as we went to the break, I told Joan that I had to know, Joan Stewart, the publicity hound, I had to know about some of the unusual things that people wanted to rent her brain for. 
So, Joan, what are they? Okay. I can think of um, two of them off the top of my head that um, people have used me for. And, um, you know, both of these, they're, they're pretty quick topics, okay? So when you read my brain for an hour, we're not going to talk about this for a full hour. But I had somebody come to me once to ask, what happens if I'm out on the speaking circuit and somebody in the audience asks me, if who I voted for for president, what if they want to know if I voted for Trump, what do I tell them? Mm-hmm. And my advice is that you do not talk about politics when you're out on mm-hmm. the speaking circuit unless mm-hmm. you your book takes a position one way or the other very strongly on a political issue. That it's fine you know, to say who you voted for. But what, you know, I've had that question posed to me on the speaking circuit, and I just tell people, I'm not up here to talk politics. I'm up here to teach people how to self-promote. And that really doesn't have anything to do with my topic. So that's a question that I'm not going to answer. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, don't even, and then I tell them, don't even bother coming up to me afterward to talk about it, because it's not something I mm-hmm. talk about that's a, something that's very personal and private as far as I'm concerned. So that's, that's one thing they want to rent my brain on. And then we talk about some other things that, that you might not comment on the, you know, about on the platform. Um, another, another question people ask me is, I love my dog. Does my dog have any place in my media kit? And my answer is, absolutely. And they go, even if my book isn't about my dog? And I say, <laughs> yes. You can, t- you can have what's called an environmental photo taken with you and your dog, you playing with your dog. Um, if you have your photo taken by a professional photographer, ask them if it's okay to bring the dog to the studio with you to have a couple shots taken of you and your dog. Um, and the, that's a photo that one of your local, actually anybody might want to use it. A blogger might want to use it. It just gives you, it gives you a little bit of personality, you know, because people, some people look like their dogs. Um, a local or weekly newspaper might love to use that uh, to accompany a a story that they write about you if they don't have time to send a photo of a professional photographer out to your house or your office to take a photo of you. So, yes, offer a photo like that of you and your dog in your media kit. And that's called a great idea. I think it's a good idea, too. That's called an environmental photo. Yes, that's called an environmental photo, and an environmental photo is a photo of you with props. And the the prop does not have to be your dog. It can be your cat. Um, It can be props of you with your hobby. You love to garden, don't Mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. Well, it's it. Yeah. And and I was uh, shared with you when People Magazine did a spread on me. That I, you know, they heard that I, I don't know how it did. They, oh, I had a rooftop garden and they want, they, they wanted to go up there. A photographer wanted to get up there. And by God, that is, it's one of the ones, literally, I'm on the phone with a water hose. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and because this 
segment is about pitching, let me me weave this, let's jump back into pitching. One of the things that you can do when you pitch is I always tell people um, either when you pitch or when you follow up your pitch because you're going to want to follow up your pitch if you don't hear anything. I suggest that you not follow up by saying, I sent you a pitch, Four days ago, it was about blah, blah, blah. Can you tell me if you saw it? A nice way to follow up without making it look like a follow up is to send a follow up email and say, Judith, um, I, I, I sent you an email um, four days ago um, suggesting um, that um, I be a guest on one of your podcasts. Also, wanted to let you know that I have a couple of environmental photos that you can use at your blog if you're promoting the podcast. So offer them something extra. Or I have I have a cheat sheet of free tips um, you can mm-hmm. share with your, your podcast listeners. Or I have a white paper on the topic of blank that you can share. Anything extra. Or a map or, or frequently asked questions or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So let's let's do a little recapping for everyone. That that for example, when you make a pitch, you really want to have in line what your mission and your goal is. And it could it, you need to understand what the importance of it. You know, Joan and I we used to call these elevator pitches, right, Joan? Yes. Okay. And they and you used to have two or three minutes. No longer. <laughs> you're you're exactly. lucky to get you're yep. lucky to get thirty seconds. You can get it down to 10, it's a home run. So I think it's important for everyone to understand that a pitch is like a commercial. Um, and as Joan was really saying, is that there, that what will separate you from 90% of the others is that you're going to learn how to do some customization of it. And it will it will support your branding. It's going to support your marketing. It's, it's going to support, it will support your book. It will support your expertise. But it's really about, it's a part of the overall brand and the awareness. So it's not always selling a book. So I think that's important to understand. That's correct. And the first thing that you need to do before you pitch, and you've heard, if you know me, you've heard me talk about this a gazillion times, and you've heard Judith talk about it two gazillion times. <laughs> repeat after us. Repeat after, raise your right hand and repeat after us. Mm-hmm. My book is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not for everyone, because if it is, you've got to market to everyone, and that's impossible. So define your target market as as with as much precision as you possibly can. Both Judith and I have a client, Joe Carries. Uh, Joe writes children's books, and I want to read her her um, target market. This is how she describes her target market. Parents, and this is her target market, is her book is for parents and teachers who want to help children ages four to eight learn about diversity through dazzling picture book illustrations and stories that feature different cultures, races, religions, languages, and traditions. Okay, so she doesn't say what the age of the parents and the teachers are, but she mentions the specific ages of the children that she writes books for, and she writes books that teach children diversity. That's a very specific target market. 
And once you've got your target market nailed down, then you can determine your pitch. And, and I think that, you know, just Joan, if you had just read that description, I know that you would be, you're talking about Joe Karras, you know, because right. I know the books. But uh, so, see, that's that brand that comes in. A lot of times people yeah. think brands are just one word or an image. Mm, it could be a description that comes into yeah. play yeah. with that. Yeah. So, um, and of course, you the shorter, the better. So, you, you know, your pitching can be about a role you have. It can be about your book. It could be about pick your brain, your consulting, your expertise. It could be about other projects. It could be about your mission that you have. Um, it, it just, it, the, the window is open, but what Joan said, I think was essential is narrowing who you're talking to. It's not everybody. Otherwise it's a kiss of death for where you're going on that. Exactly. I mean, yep. So that's, that's where I'm going to go. All right. So the things that I think that's important, um, and I, Joan, I'll use myself for example, when I did my book, woman to woman, I was all over the place, you know, and, and don't, and, and, you know, all of you who are listening don't think that we get this right from the get go. We've had to learn it. We've stumbled like you have stumbled, but I wrote a book about women who undermine other women, why they do it, what's behind it, what they get out of it. And I was sure, I was just actually sure that every woman needed this book, every woman. Well, I was wrong. And the more I narrowed it down, and I came up with, uh, Joan likes to use an example, a contrarian statement, which became popular to, contra- you know, contrary to popular belief, men don't discriminate. And then I shut up. That was my pitch. I got their attention. So, um, and then they would come back and they challenge me. Um, and then I could tell them more. And they might challenge me again. And then I told them more and I hooked them. So, right. And the secret, the secret to what Judith just explained is when you tell them more, you keep, you keep it really super short. And this is what Judith teaches, what I've learned from her, that the whole purpose in, in telling them these things is to get them to say to you, tell me more. Mm-hmm. That's the so three you're not magic words. Give them the whole thing right up, right off the top of your head, and talk for a minute and a half. You're going to give them something really super short to catch their attention and to get them to say, "Gee, that's interesting that women don't discriminate. I mean, that men don't discriminate." Tell me more, Judith. What do you mean by that? Ah, well, well so glad you asked. <laughs> and then you can go into it. Um, and 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 here's what I used to say before I got into. Um, contrary to popular belief, men don't discriminate. Women do. Um, and, and then I could get into my study. But here's what I used to say. Women are everywhere and they undermine each other and, and they do it differently and uh, than men do. And everyone needs my book. I mean, it was just awful. It was awful, awful, yeah. awful, awful. Um, and then what I learned, it was way too much and way too broad. So um, and so that's where we're talking narrowing, 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 and then you can get then you can get into that, you know. And then what I said in the next line, I would you know, when they the tell me more came back to me. I said, women um, uh, women target their own gender. Men will shaft anyone, and then people <laughs> laugh. All right, all right, we're gonna come right back. 
next break and then we'll tell you more. is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Want to publish like a pro today? Well, then take a look at Ingram Spark, the only publishing platform that offers print and ebook services through a single source. Upload, edit, and manage titles all in one place. Take more control of printing costs with print on demand and reach even more readers through one of the world's most extensive distribution networks. Built by independent publishers for independent publishers, Ingram Spark has everything you need to maximize your book's potential. Color printing, ebook distribution, print on demand, global reach, and more. Start publishing with Ingram Spark today and see just how far your titles will go tomorrow. That's IngramSpark.com. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book. Some of us even have. Then the hard work starts. You'll need an editor. Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze. They've helped more than a thousand authors create top quality books and avoid the not so reputable self publishing companies. Learn more at 1106design.com. Then call Michelle at 602-866-3226. 1106design. Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask coming up you'll hear more about statistics scenarios and strategies on what to do now to get you published 
So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so with me is Joan Stewart, the publicity hound, and we're talking about really the power of pitching, why you should pitch, um, and then the hows to pitch. So there's five critical elements. Joan, why don't you go ahead and do the leadoff with that? Okay, the leadoff is um, number one, does the person who you are pitching have a preferred way that they want to be pitched? And by that I mean, is there a pitch form at their website, okay? Do they prefer to be pitched on Twitter? Some journalists will take pitches on Twitter. Not all of them will. Um, At my blog, for example, if you're pitching a blogger, go over to their blog and look for a box that says um, how to contact me or how to write a guest blog post or how to write for me. Um, I have one in my blog called How to Pitch a Guest Blog Post for the Publicity Hound. If you can't find one, just go to Google and do a Google search for Publicity Hound Joan Stewart plus How to Pitch or How to Write for or USA Today How to Write for and see what comes up because if there's a preferred way of pitching, that's what you're going to want to know. Some people have submission guidelines. That's something else that you can use in your Google search. So that's the first one. Um, The second one is it never hurts to let them know that you are familiar with what they do or with their work. I get a lot of pitches out of the blue from people who have no idea what my blog is about or where my expertise is. I get pitched on, um, I got pitched this morning. Somebody wanted to sell me an email list of school administrators, of of superintendents and principals (laughs) and assistant principals, okay? Mm -hmm. And the leadoff was something like, I really love your blog. I thought we would be a good fit. I know damn well that they didn't even take the time they don't they didn't even spend two seconds looking at my blog if they did they would know that we are not a good fit yeah so you gotta let them know really briefly and it I, I mean really briefly that you know what they write about what they cover what they care about who their target market is that's really important. If you're contacting them on social media, you can refer to content they've shared on social media. If they blog, you have just hit pay dirt because you can find out quickly from their blog all the topics that they care really strongly about. Okay? Um, and that's no- yep, yep, and that's, that's common. No- and I get that all the time, Joan. You know that, and right. I and actually I have the same email that you got in about uh, for administrators. <laughs> I, oh, I just saw you, that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. Did you hit the delete key as fast as I did? I'll bet you did. Uh, and and then I also uh, mark spam. Yes. And what I did, I took the time to write back to her, and I told her, "You are asking me to break the law and send spam to this list. These people have not given me permission." To email them. So here's another here's another tip. Never ever buy email lists because those people have not given you permission to contact them despite what the what the vendor is telling you. And you mm-hmm. can get into trouble. 
Okay, the third thing to do in your pitch, explain the value of what you are offering. And that value is going to to fluctuate depending on who you're pitching. If you're pitching a reviewer, for example, you can refer to a solution that the audience needs to know. And if you're nonfiction, you're going to, uh, I think the best way to, to tie into what you're offering is the solution to a problem. Think problem solution. If you mm-hmm. write fiction, it's all about escape. What's the type of escape or the type of, as, as Judith calls it in one of her videos, the wild ride that you're going to take readers on? Don't tell the whole story about what you're offering. Give up just enough to know what the value is to the reader. Why are you the best person to offer this? What sets your book apart from everybody else's? If you are an expert, and both Judith and I strongly urge you to promote your expertise, regardless of whether you write fiction or nonfiction. If you write fiction, let's say you've written a Civil War novel, you probably have done a fair amount of research on the Civil War so that you can have all of your facts correct. If, um, if you are an expert in Civil War clothing or Civil War dating rituals, let the other person on the other end know that. That's all part of the value that you offer. Mm-hmm. Number four, include in your pitch, this is real important. I see so many authors missing this. Include a clear call to action and full contact information on what you want the person on the other end to do. What do you want them to do once you they have you have pitched them? Do you want them to click reply and reply by a certain date? Do you want them to call you? Do you want them to go to a website? Do you want them to click onto a sales page? Well, tell them what you want them to do. Don't make them guess. Or a confused person does one thing, they will leave, and they won't do anything. Number five, keep your pitch short. You need to communicate within 15 seconds why you want their attention and what you need them to do. Offer your information in chunks. Don't tell them the whole story. Do not tell them. Don't take 30 seconds or five paragraphs to tell them what your book is about. You don't have to give them the whole backstory of the book. They don't care about all the characters. They don't want to know what the entire plot is about. Keep it super short. Lead with your best chunk. You want them to say, tell me more. Take a look at your entire pitch, rewrite it, and trim it to get it down. Those are the five essential elements in your pitch. All right, so I'm going to add a little bit more. Um, okay, go for it. Okay, so here's what, um, you know, and, and there's different ways to pitch. And, and, and also, if you've got a face-to-face pitch, that what Joan has included in her her areas is, is a little bit more lengthy and where you're going to write up here, you're not going to tell them face-to-face, here's my email and here's my phone number and here's all that. Probably going to hand them a card or something. You know, you're going to have those things on it. But I think what's really important to understand um, with this this area is that uh, that it, it's like, oh, I was telling Joan off the air, one of my favorite, I'm going to give you a couple of my favorite. 
there was a, an example I use. I have an, um, an unplugged, uh, my Judith Browse book publishing unplugged event that I do every summer. And that what I go through, um, I, I give everyone a copy of, I say them all year long, of the New York Times book reviews because I want them to see how these books are described in one maximum two lines. And, and, and it's not the full detailed book review. This is like the summary of all the bestsellers. You're t- you get one line here. For example, um, a very hot, hot book was a book called All the Light We Cannot See. Joan, did you read that one? No, I didn't. Yeah. Okay, it, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful book. And here's the description of it. The lies of a blind French girl and a gadget-obsessed German boy before and during World War II. All right, so that's a short summary, um, and that and it gets into it. There's a there was a, a diet book that came out, um, and the title was the Negative Calorie Diet. Here's the description of it: a plan to lose up to ten pounds in ten days with ten all-you-can-eat unprocessed foods so uh, yes and and one of the one of the things that you want to know about pitching is that you want to have a catch to it you want it to have it catchy 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 if you if you if you want to just think about that for example um i don't know if you've uh, i was uh joan and i both love the movies and Uh i was in the movies the other day Uh i went to see um solo the new solo, which I liked, and that they had a a trailer for the new Harry Potter that's coming along. So if you were to think of a description of Harry Potter, how about something like this? Harry Potter is a gateway drug to hard literature. For those of us who write books, you know, that it's addicting. Harry Potter was addictive. So when I gave you the title for the diet book that used three tens, right, that's where you get into that that alliteration. You know, you repeat and you come or, or you have words that pick up the same letter of, of a word and it repeats it and you do that in threes. And so it becomes catchy, catchy, catchy. Sometimes you can have a little fun with rhyming. Your Your pitch should have... I think, if all possible, some kind of a visual to it. Because remember, the bulk of the population is visual. And so if you can throw out a, a, you know, a verbal, verbalize, a graphic type of image or a scene they can see, they literally will go there with you and you have more of a chance to do a stick. And then I think it's really important. These are kind of my, my, my points here. I think it's important to be really succinct. And, and mm-hmm. so get it down that it, it just literally could roll off your tongue. Right. Judith, you what was your, what was your uh, subtitle for Woman to Woman? Oh, we'll come back to that. All right. So we'll, we'll come right back to it. Um, and we're, well, we're there. I'll, I'll start over with Woman to Woman. shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. 
You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need The Book Shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today, 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207 or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at MyBookShepherd and on Facebook at TheBookShepherd. One of the most important decisions you will ever make is your choice for printing your book. You are choosing a company which will be responsible for guiding you through the process and printing your book at a level of quality and detail that embraces your personal and creative needs. You want to choose a company that when your book finally arrives, you are delighted and ready to move on to the next level and one that is customer focused. Choose King Printing Company and Addy Books to be that company that brings you to the next level. Go to kingprinting.com or call 978-458-2345 and ask for Tom Campbell. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types, including side sewing. We provide warehousing, kitting, distribution, inventory management, a new print-on-demand facility, streaming browser-based ebooks, and bookstore. Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. You know, here we are in our, our our fourth segment, and this is always happens with Joan. We get so into what we're doing, I don't pay attention. So I apologize, everyone. Joan asked me as we we exited out, what was the subtitle to Woman to Woman? Um, and it was it was a big woman to woman uh, title, and the subtitle was From Sabotage to Support. Now, Joan, I here's my confession. I really wanted to call it WSW, just a big WSW for women screwing women. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I saw a black cover, big red letters and blood dripping down. I mean, the stories inside this book were just awful, heartbreaking, yeah. devastating with what women who had been shafted by friends, by colleagues, by coworkers, just and they were so stunned that a woman could do this to another woman. And that's really what that book was all about. There's, a, there's another book um, that Joan was talking about uh, as, as we went, in, we were just transitioning into it. We have a, I have a book that's just going to be coming along very quickly called Fraud Points. And it deals with, um, it opens on a, a million dollar embezzlement, small business owner, the, the author. It's nonfiction, correct? Yeah, it's true. Actually, it's totally true. Yes, nonfiction. And it's a guide. It's a how-to book. The subtitle, which is really important, um, the the subtitle is The Small Business Owner's Guide to Outwitting Embezzlers, Thieves, and Scallywags. What Cheryl can easily say when she meets people is, I show small business owners how to outwit embezzlers, thieves, and scallywags who work for them. That's it. That's what she's doing here. I love I love three things about that pitch, and I'll tell you what they are. The first thing I love, and this can be part of the pitch, she mentions the specific target market. Mm -hmm. It's small business owners. Yeah, that's it. Number two, she uses a really strong verb, outwitting. Number three, she uses the rule of three. She mentions three things. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, we worked. We worked Great. hard on this title. Yep, we worked hard on this title, um, and putting it together, and we've carried it around. And here's the thing that we went in when we did our research on it: that there are no, that there just aren't books for small business owners, which, by the way, employ eighty-five percent of the population in America. There aren't right. books. There are accounting books. They're the forensic type of, you know, that you would get in on from that side of it but not for you and me. So right. she's, she's really got a great niche and we're, you know, we're in, we're in uh, our final stages of layout now on the book, which is great. very, very, which makes me excited. Hey, Judith, I, is it okay? I want to show people what a good pitch sounds like. Sure. Can I read a short pitch? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a fictional pitch. I just made this up off the top of my head, and it's from um, a guy, I think it's a guy, who, somebody who writes a nonfiction book as an, and is an expert on personal finance. And sometimes if you're contacting a journalist, you might be offering yourself simply as a source, okay? So the subject line is, this is an email pitch, subject line, need a source on personal finance, question mark, all lowercase, except for capital N, in need. And Mm -hmm. you always want to address them by their first name. And this is the pitch. It's real short. And now this person who's pitching has obviously done their homework on this person. Hi, Rob. I've read your articles in Money, Inc. and Entrepreneur Magazines, and I love your recent article on LinkedIn on creative ways parents can encourage their kids to save for college. I teach financial literacy classes for college students at the University of California, Berkeley Extension, as well as a financial literacy program for immigrants through the National League of Cities. I've also written a book on personal finance finance for teens. 
If you're ever looking for sources, background trends, or story ideas and need someone with my expertise, feel free to call on me. I can, now this is the extra. I can also put you in touch with college students and immigrants who have been through my programs and agree to be interviewed about money topics. I can be reached at blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, telephone number or blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, email. Look for my invitation to connect on LinkedIn. Short and sweet. That's the pitch. That, that is the pitch. And, 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 and by the way, everyone listening in, a lot of that is uh, a, a canned part. I mean, he's, he doesn't have to rewrite that whole thing all over again. All he had to do was that customization at the very beginning of, exactly. of it. And, and, exactly. and that's really what we're, we're trying to get you to do in this process. So as, as we were sharing with about the, the uh, Fraud Points book, that Joan liked the, the alliteration, we had the, a strong verb, very strong mm-hmm. verb, outwitting, and then she had the, you know, the alliteration with, you know, from the, you know, bezzlers and scallywags and all that. And you bring that in and, and, and people smile when they heard that. They were really delighted when people would hear that subtitle to that book. Because so, the word scallywags is so unusual. Exactly. But, but don't we all know what a scallywag is? Yeah. <laughs> we use it. Wait, that has to be about a that's a bad apple. You don't want that exactly. person in, in, in your playground. So remember the alliteration, you can have a rhymey to it. If you're doing a short in person, you want to have that visual that comes into. Um, it's succinct. George, uh, 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 Jones example, a very short written pitch going along. You want to have fun if you can. Um, and it, it doesn't hurt to be outrageous. It doesn't hurt to be outrageous, and it, and it doesn't hurt to be familiar. Um, so th- those are my strong advices when it comes to pitches. But you've, you want to work on different versions, the sh- you know, the shorty the med- and the medium. I don't want you to go to the long. I think Joan and I both want you to avoid the long. Would that be safe to say, Joan? Yes, absolutely. So um, that's where we go with that. But there's when you can learn to, to pitch yourself – um, and you're very clear. You've got clarity with you on your side, and you can uh, bring it all together. You're going to start seeing more things come your way. So that that would be my two bits in that. All right, Joan, we have a couple more minutes. Anything else you want to add in? Uh, I think, yes. You always want to address them by their first name. I see so many pitches. Yes. Dear journalist. Dear blogger, dear reviewer, that's a dead giveaway that it's a cookie-cutter pitch that you're sending to, you know, a couple dozen people, and that's a huge turnoff. That will cause them to delete the pitch immediately. And what about a subject? If we're doing this by email, Joan, what about subject lines? Uh, I recommend that your subject lines be um, all in lowercase, except for the first the first letter of the first word and the reason for that is it looks that's the kind of subject line that you get from a friend or family member Mm -hmm. your friends and family never give you a subject line with all the words capitalized never no almost never right and but it would be it's logical that it would be capped um but there wouldn't be a period at the end it would just no period and if you're pitching a story idea 
to a journalist, I like to start to put story idea colon right at the front. Story idea colon. Mm-hmm. All right. So I like that idea. And, and then, then just, a couple, just a couple of words. Need a source for person or, or um, store, story idea colon. How to help your kids save for college. Mm-hmm. And and right now we're still in the heart of summer, but you know we're, we're coming. It, it, when you get July, you need to start thinking fall. Would you? Wouldn't you not say in in pitches? That's correct. But if you you need to, you need to think even farther ahead. If you're pitching national magazines and you want to get into their Christmas edition, mm-hmm. because many national magazines work six, work six months in advance, and the only way you're going to know that is to research. I would, and this is my final piece of advice. I would much rather see you write five customized pitches than to write fifty-five one-size-fits-all pitches that mm-hmm. aren't going to get you anywhere. All right, well, so uh, less is more. Less, I think, less, especially in today's world, less is always more. So, as, as Joan and I wrap up, Joan Stewart will be doing two sessions at the Author You Extravaganza. You can get all the information. The full agenda is up. Um, It's authoryouextravaganza.org. And it's in, uh, we're we're at Beaver Run Resort, beautiful Breckenridge, Colorado. We've got a, a, a marketing intensive, advanced marketing intensive on the 23rd in the afternoon with John Kramer, Kathy Mice, and myself. Um, the Sunday exit time, Sunday, if you want to stay over for Sunday morning, we have an advanced writing, craft of writing and editing workshop. And with that, Joan, thank you for being with me today. I look forward to playing with you here. Thanks, Joan. Yeah, likewise. And, uh, yeah, if you're listening to this and you see me at the extravaganza, good heavens, stop and say hi, show me your book, and give me a succinct pitch. There you go. All right. Everyone, happy writing. Hope to see you at the extravaganza next month. part of your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles each week